0: You're listening to The Fashion Detour, presented by J-Tribe.
1: I'm very excited because today we have a special guest. Her name is Meredith Spector, and she's a designer for Brooks Brothers. Hi, Meredith. How are you? Hi, McCall. I'm good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, um, what I really wanted to know is how did you get your start in the fashion
2: industry? So, it's actually a second career for me. Um, I went back to school for fashion. I worked in advertising first. Um, But same as... Most people, I went to FIT, or most people in New York, you have to go to school and get the cred. I always um, liked to draw and was interested in fashion and had learned to sew from older family members. Um, But, no, going to school, doing the internships, putting in the work. (laughs) So how, what made you do that career change? Um. I always wanted to be a fashion designer. It just didn't seem like something real that you could do. And especially coming from my observant Jewish background, there was no precedent of anybody to look to. Like, we have our ancestors in the shvata business, but in the design function, I, like, didn't yeah, really I... have any examples to look to. Um, so I said, okay, I'd better go get a regular liberal arts education, which I'm glad I did. But eventually, it just became clear that this was all I wanted to do. So wow. So I just had to try. Have you always been artistic? I have. I've always really liked it. In fact, I wrote in my eighth grade yearbook, uh, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So that's always really cool to see and feel wow. like I've accomplished something. <laughs>
1: I feel like we're kindred spirits already. <laughs> did you always
2: sketch when you were growing up or draw? Uh, yeah, it wasn't always close, but I did always like to draw and paint. And when I was too young to really do anything figurative, I liked to paint my body and <laughs> finger paint and all that stuff just Anything hands-on and creative. So you really, you, you were definitely exploring your creative side. and Yes. When I look back, it's very clear. Like, we have family photos of me at, like, two years old looking looking longingly into my closet. Or my mom would tell stories about how I, like, had very particular ideas about what socks I had to wear to nursery school so now I kind of like get a pass (laughs) there was a reason for all of it yes and
1: was there anyone in particular that you looked up to in terms of fashion um or just like in general you just like it just struck a chord with you at a young age yeah it was more
2: just the creative process and the idea of making something as opposed to just visual art even more than knowing too much about the scene of it. And that's kind of still how I function today. Like, I try to be as out of the scene as possible. Like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here because I like art and I like to make things. Um, Uh, And unfortunately, all these other... Commercial things go with it. I understand what
1: you're saying. I I totally get it. So I mean that because you brought it up about growing up with an observant home, uh, how did that has that impacted um, your career, or do you feel like has that presented? How has that presented itself in terms of work?
2: So I'm very lucky. My parents were both. Extremely supportive of me pursuing a pretty non-traditional career, I would say, for any background. It's a very tough industry. Um, But my mom bought me a sewing machine when I was 12 years old, which is about 12 years before I really got into the industry. So she believed in me way before I did. I, I was very wary, I was starting out in the industry, like, it's a very 24-7 feeling workday, work week. so what's it going to be like to apply for jobs and have to tell them about leaving early for Shabbat? And you know what? I do it, and I've done it, and it's one awkward conversation, and thank God, like, everyone I've ever worked with has been – Really understanding. I mean, legally they have to be, right? um, That's true. You make it work, and there are times when I've been expected to make up time on a clock. But mostly, and like farther along in my career, there's the respect that this is something that's important to me, and I know how to manage my time around it, and. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I've made it work. I mean, there are some things that I may have to pass on, like if a photo shoot is on Shabbat or something, but those are yeah. choices that I'll choose to make. Right. Wow. I I guess there's hope
1: for all of uh, the observant, you know, people out there, you know, that I I think nowadays in general – the world is becoming more inclusive
2: and more accepting. I think so. Accepting.
1: So that's a really good trend
2: that I'm very happy about. Exactly. And, like, I've been doing this for 10 years, so I hope in that regard it would only get easier for people.
1: Okay, so let's get to the, the meat here. Um, I want to talk about Brooks Brothers, and I know that you, you design for them. And you design their uh,
2: woven, you work with their woven uh, separate? Yes. Um, So I work on a team that designs for two of the lines, Um, just um, in case people don't have a background. There's the Brooks Brothers main line collection, Um, and then I work on, uh, which Brooks Brothers is 200 years old. It's one of the oldest um, American clothing companies. But I work for Red Fleece, which is, like, more young professional, more preppy, a little more trend-based, more competitive priced. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like Brooks Brothers in training, (laughs) Um, and that's been around for, like, under 10 years. And then also, I work on the outlet line, um, which is products specifically designed for the outlet factory stores. That's so cool.
1: <laughs> That's I'm fangirling right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so so you're saying the the red fleece? There's a difference in aesthetic. Like it's a little bit more more young. Uh,
2: um, you said more preppy. Yeah, we definitely get to push the envelope more. Um, the The mainline customer is a little bit older. We know she, who she is. She's pretty conservative in dress. Um, she's going to function. She's a little more basic dressing. Um, right. We have a brighter color palette. We're trying some more trendy silhouettes. Um, it's a lower price point, so it's inviting younger customers who haven't made it yet, you know, to, yeah, and you know
1: what? to spend really the big great. bucks. Yes, definitely. It's really great, though, that there is, you know, you know you can go to Brooks Brothers and you're going to get that. Because I was looking online and, you know, I've heard of Brooks Brothers and I've seen their clothes before and I know that they're great for like workwear pieces, you know, the classy silhouettes and the staple, the closet staple that you always want to have in your closet. When I was looking at the red fleece line, it seems to have a little more fun and a little that yeah. injection of use and playfulness with the prints and pleading and just yeah just just a little more of a useful edge to them.
2: Absolutely. And we're still in the early stages of growth. Like most people who I talk to about the line don't even know that it exists, especially for women's clothes. Um so happy to be getting the the word out on that also. Um But, yeah, it's funny because you haven't met me in person, but I would not at all describe my personal aesthetic as preppy or classic like Brooks Brothers. When I got hired there, I had bright red dyed hair. Um, Well, what I was going to say is, like, you can find pieces in the line. Like, there's stuff that I definitely do design for me and I like to wear, and you can wear it all together, or you can certainly, like, outfit it in a cooler way with jeans or put the floral dress under a moto jacket or something. Right,
1: right. So either, it it, it gives you a lot of choices, basically.
2: Yes. It's more, like, item-driven, I would say. So how would you describe your typical workday? Is it crazy? Is it fast-paced? <sighs> um it's both those things um when I was leaving today knowing that I was going to have this conversation I was saying to someone that it's a little dangerous for me to have this conversation after a full work day um (laughs) yes it's generally crazy and fast there's not like a moment downtime because we work in cycles so nothing ever ends so even though I am moving forward on I'm currently designing, you won't even believe this, I'm designing for winter 2020 which will deliver into the store September, October 2020 Um, but we're still following through the fabric and first sample process for fall 20 which came before that. We had a photo shoot yesterday for summer 2020 which came before that Um, so everything's in play, and you have to be organized and have a very good memory and keep things straight, but always be able to bounce bounce back and forth. How do you decide what trends to go with? Um, well, at a brand like Brooks Brothers, it's a little easier because we are so classic. So, and also we're so small, so there are only certain things that would be really right for us. Um, like, I've been super psyched that suiting for women's is a trend because that's something that makes sense for Brooks Brothers. Right. Um, or, like, the bright color palette, perfect for us. Bike shorts, not so much. <laughs> so it, it it kind of
1: eliminates some of the trends, like, right off the bat,
2: which... Yeah, like, we're not going to be... Like somewhere like Zara that is going to cover all of it.
1: Yes, yes. And is there someone over you telling you um, what what fabric to choose or a certain silhouette to go with, or how much how much freedom do you
2: have? Um, I have a lot. I have the most that I've ever had. Um, at any job, and part of that is just the point of my career that I'm at, and part of it is the company itself. I have um, a design director that I report to, and then there's a VP of design over her, um, mm-hmm. which is like the highest design function. Um, at, but it's pretty collaborative. Like, she, they'll give the overarching concept and color and have like ideas of where they want to go, but then okay. I'll do the research and present my ideas. And then I a portion of it will come from these people. Like it, we feel very strongly for this, but yes, I I'm in those fabric meetings, um, choosing what works for what I want to design. Um, I'm definitely feel comfortable. Giving my opinion, this is what I feel strongly about, um, and then after that, I'm putting in the development to make sure it's what I want, and sending in the fitting to make sure that it's staying true to my vision. Wow, it's you sound really lucky. It it's it's good to speak about it this way because it feels, it, it makes me feel lucky. It makes me feel after everything I said at the beginning, that I've been able to make it work and follow my passion. That isn't to say that there's not a ton of email, phone call, tedious follow-up. There's tons. Um, But it's about finding the balance. Yes, for sure. And what would you say your favorite season to design for is? Uh, I really love fall and winter because I design the heavier pieces. I've started to work on some outerwear this season, which is exciting because that's something I've done in the past in my career, and I'm happy to get back into. But, um, like, suiting and outerwear, they tend to have higher price points, which also means that you get to use the nicest fabric, and the layering is fun. It's just... (laughs) more interesting to me yeah
1: that's so true you could really do a lot you know you could do a lot of different combinations you could take a suit and just wear the jacket with a different shirt
2: or you know so that
1: that that is exciting
2: and selfishly just numbers wise I I get more (laughs) to design in those seasons because it's the the heavier months um so selfishly I like those from a corporate work perspective too.
1: Yeah, definitely. And when when do you also design the the like I saw this striped um bat bateau neck top, it looked like a like a cotton top.
2: Is that something that you design as well? No. So I work um on a team with three other people and whereas i design what's called like the the separates which is jackets and most bottoms and structured dresses Mm
0: -hmm. jumpsuit
2: etc there's one person who designs um the knit which i think is that top that you're you're thinking of like knit knit tops and dresses and soft tops and dresses which are like the drape your chiffon like things um, and then there's somebody who works on woven shirts and casual bottoms and then there's someone who works on sweaters oh okay I got but, uh, but all those categories that I just described that's distributed between the four of us okay okay so you work together as a team we do because I mean we we could try to be better at it. I mean, we're all sitting right next to each other. But, um, yeah, because we need to make sure that we have the blouses that go with my skirts and pants. Yes. So what's your favorite
1: piece that you've designed? Or do you have a favorite or multiple favorites?
2: I do. I definitely do. Um, And it's funny. They're, They're usually aligned with with selling like clear forerunners become clear, like one of my favorite dresses that I ever designed was one of from my first season um, a shirt dress, which was floral printed on top of like a blue and white shirt stripe with a lot of ruffles, just super adorable and easy to wear in the summer. Um, And, like, to describe that, my first season, that's, like, pretty classic Brooks Brothers. And now I would say one of my favorite pieces, which I have, is um, a linen viscose jumpsuit belted, which is super trendy for now. And I feel like that's not something that we would have done two years ago. But now there's this mutual understanding between me and my manager. um, Yeah. And new understanding of the trends where we can push the envelope a little more yes definitely
1: I'm trying to think yes I saw what did I see that I really liked? you have this um red shirt dress it's short sleeved and it has like a little floral print on it so that was really cute and I could see you know someone wearing a blouse with it I'll
2: I'll get I'll give a shout out to Kelly Bannock I think I think that's hers Mine would be more like there's um um like light blue double breasted suit, um or there's a red dress that has like a flutter sleeve and then a flutter hem also um there's a pinstripe suit on the main page, that kind of stuff. Do you have a skirt suit? Um we do we do. Um, it may. It's probably coming the next month. First of all, there's we have um, a section called Timeless Classics, which are sort of ongoing core suiting, which okay. actually were recently redesigned, so that's more classic. It's like black and navy, and there's pinstripe, and we're going to start putting in um, a navy and a gray glen plaid, but it's basic jackets and um, pencil skirts and then... Cute, very career dresses and pants, also, but then we also do have some suiting skirts. I know there's one coming like a a long pencil skirt going with a suit jacket we're We're pretty good for we're like quite modest actually. I was excited when I was looking into what um your podcast cover is like we we're here for. Orthodox ladies, we're quite modest, Um, and in fact, whenever we go to visit the Woodbury Common Outlet Store, which is our biggest, um, the feedback that we get from the manager there is always, like, very skewed, actually, toward the Muncie community.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, I was looking online, and I saw amazing uh, sheath dresses, And I saw this really pretty, this is for the summer, but it was like a blue and white striped A-line skirt with buttons going down.
2: Yep. Yep. And most things are at the knee or below. Exactly. So that's very exciting.
1: And I'm curious because now that the suit is coming back in style, you know, how... How can we make it more modern? Because I remember growing up, you know, everybody wore suits, but I felt like they were kind of boring,
2: yeah,
1: stiff-looking, and just you know monotone. And so, so when I think of a suit, sometimes I get a little bit, you know, nervous. You know, will
2: it look right, youthful? So I think that if you're going to go a more classic shape then that's where it's important to do one of the bright colors. And you'll see these everywhere. You'll see these from Zara to Celine or St. Laurent or somebody Um, just their basic suits and their tapered ankle pant in a, in an array of bright colors, which we'll do also. But if, you want to do, like, the trend of real, like, classic menswear pattern, and that's where maybe a little more fashion silhouette, like the wide-leg pant or double-breasted. And, like, I wouldn't wear a button-down. It's like a T-shirt. Or people will wear sneakers with it.
1: That's such a smart idea. I, you know... I didn't even think of that, but that could be it's, such a cool way to wear it.
2: A it's brashley, all this like high low,
1: right? Mixing it up, you know. It's like yeah. a little bit of, you know, streetwear or athleisure thrown in to something that's, you know, been known to be a conservative look. But then it then it kind of comes off. What's that word where you're trying to, you know, do something that's a little bit off the cuff, or I just—I can't think of the word. But anyway, it just—it it really does give it a cool, a cool vibe. So that's—that's
2: that's a really yeah. Cool. Like there, I, there are definitely less rules than there used to be, or people don't feel the need to follow them, or realizing that they were never there. Like when we have we our overarching meetings, there is now. This initiative, there's no longer, we're not going to differentiate between casual outerwear and dress outerwear, because it doesn't matter. We want you to wear your bomber over your suit pants and your wool classic coat over your jeans. Yeah. It's about personalization and customization.
1: So what do you think about the, the midi lace? skirts and dresses it's becoming more of a prominent silhouette
2: do you think it's a trend yeah. that's here to stay um i think so it's been here quite a while it doesn't seem to be going anywhere um i i love it um i'm a taller woman i'm 58 um so i've always been into that i know it's a little more challenging for shorter women um but I hope it sticks around. It's like uh I really am not completely on board with the casual trends <laughs> that are happening mostly in America. Um so what do you mean, I like appreciate the, the athleisure like, look but,
1: like the sweat yeah, the yoga pants and
2: yeah, I've never been a huge fan of that look. I know that it's a trend now. It's not really my thing. In that way, right. I'm more classic. So Got it. I I I am definitely feeling like a big 50s midi so, circle skirt and like vintage vibes.
1: Yeah, the the retro look. Yeah. Uh, it's classy, it's feminine and it's fun but you're still it's still chic.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So, it in terms of modest fashion, do you feel like there could be there's more to be done in that sector of fashion?
2: Um it's hard for me to answer that because I haven't delved deep into it. I know there are great companies that are specifically focused on that Um, like in Crown Heights alone there are two that I can think of off the top of my head I'll name drop them because they deserve it Mimu Maxi and the frock Um, so I know people it's on people's minds Um, but yeah I think I think there's more and I think it's already being done. It wasn't necessarily being done on purpose um, for modest fashion, but, like, you can definitely find more stuff in a department store or a Zara um, yes. if you're looking to cover up than ever before as opposed to having to go to a targeted place. Now I think they're just... There's so much, which generally, I would say, in a bad thing, but in terms of inclusivity and hitting everybody, um, it's a little more democratic. Right, right, definitely. I
1: mean, what I like about modest fashion now is that you can wear something that covers you and isn't too tight. And you can still, you still have, you still have a figure, you know, you still look, you know, there's a person in there. (laughs) Right. But what I need to say is that, is that there's a, they have exciting silhouettes and they're, you can, you know, show off your figure, but not in a, not in a, you know, in a negative way.
2: Just... Yeah, I think the best thing is that, like, for it to become less of a conversation, that, like, you don't need to feel weird or out of place. Like, you're just a trendy person wearing your style, and, like, doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Right.
1: So, in a way, the less we have to talk about it or... You know the the mean. It means that it's been it's been uh,
2: put into our society as like just an experience. Yeah, which lottery. which is not yes, which is not to say we're done talking about it because we're certainly at the tip of the iceberg, um, but it's definitely a conversation which I think we're in, which is great.
1: Yeah, I I was just thinking. I mean, I know that it would. I don't think, I don't know if it would make sense for companies, you know, in terms of making profits and things like that, but it would be so cool to be able to go to a store and if you saw this amazing dress or, you know, pants suit or romper, which I'm jealous that I can't wear, (laughs) but... uh, (laughs) That's, like, one of those things that I'm obsessed with, and I just say to myself, "Miral, it's never going to happen. But I wish that you could go to a store, see something that you love that, let's say, isn't modest, and there would be an option to say to the company, like, make this with three inches longer sleeve, or
2: you know what I'm trying to say, and I know that I do. Yeah. Um... And I think that's very interesting. And like when I think about what I want to do in the future and I'd like to have my own company and when I think about what that would look like, I think that kind of customization and personalization that you're talking about, that is where things are going. I think we're, I hope we need to get away from the fast fashion because it's so bad (laughs) for um, the planet. (laughs) Yeah, um, and I think the cu- customers are getting more sophisticated, and I think there will be a return to value and people who understand that like sustainable is luxury. But anyway, there are companies that are starting to do this more customizable, like Suit Supply and Bonobos, which is Ben's has the model um, where they do have off the rack, but it's it's more about um, you getting to put your personal spin on it, whether that's design-wise or or uh, fit-wise, which I would include length, yeah. length, etc.
1: Definitely. Um, I actually wrote an article about fast fashion, five pounds, Jewish Times, because I have a. A column now that I'm writing there every week, and that was and it was very interesting to research. And I learned a yeah. lot of things that I didn't know, and it's just food for thought about how you know cheap our clothes are and why is it so cheap and
2: what does that mean? And what are the effects of that on um, the workers involved in that process? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah resources definitely so it's something I think I think about a lot and find frankly um, unsavory in many ways Um, and that's the hardest part about working corporately because you don't have control over those things Um, but we need to take steps to do more because fashion is one of the it's like the third most wasteful industry in the world. It's very exploitative mm-hmm. of people and resources. So we we really need to hold ourselves accountable.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. And I have a question for myself because actually whenever growing up, I always wanted to be in the fashion industry. I Really? In any way... I wanted to be a buyer, a stylist, um, a personal shopper. I didn't think that I could be a designer because I'm just not good at drawing. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't well know it's funny, true. like when you when you get into it, um, you like learn what the functions really are. I mean now so unfortunately hope. in my day in my day to day, um I Hardly ever do, unfortunately, hand drawings. I mean, it's learnable. Like, that's an amazing thing about this. Like, I used to hate sewing because I was bad at it and I wasn't methodical. But you do it enough and, like, there's, there's muscle memory. I mean, like, having creative ideas is more intuitive that you can't learn. But there are things you can do with practice, and there are different kind of jobs. Like there are jobs in concept design where you have amazing ideas and an eye for color, and it's more about finding trends and putting things together. So there are definitely different roles that my eyes have been opened up to just by being in the industry, which I didn't even know existed.
1: Wow. Wow. So what's your advice for a young, ambitious woman like me?
2: <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> so basically you, you're saying that you don't even necessarily draw. So how do you,
2: do you do things on computer? Um, most Mostly in computer now. So when I first started, I was, drawing more by hand, but now I've been through so many seasons at this company that I don't really need to start from scratch anymore, and we're moving so fast, so it's easy for me to just start in Illustrator and manipulate my CADs that are already there, because I always have to get to that point anyway um, when I put in my tech pack, which is the development that gets sent to the factories which has to be like a real technical sketch drawn with details and stuff
1: so you're saying you already have from other
2: teachers like certain (laughs) skews or yeah like we know we have our basic body blocks like you're not reinventing a blazer from scratch every single time But we have a couple of fits. We have our fitted. We have our relaxed, longer one. We have our double-breasted. We have two of them. And you change between a notch and a peak lapel and a flat pocket and a patch pocket. Dresses, you're starting new. and, And that I like to sketch by hand and keep it a little more loose. But again, like, pants. You have some pas- fashion pants, but you also have your couple of basics that you're putting in in new fabrics. You have your fashion, but you also have your, what I would call, volume drivers. Okay. That's
1: amazing. So there's <laughs> hope for all of all of us out there that draw six figures. <laughs> I, sure. Okay. So, In terms for yourself, do you have any personal goals for growth in the industry?
2: I do. Um, I'd like to lead a team. I've managed interns and assistants before, and I really like that. And I've had mentors and bosses who I've learned so much from, so... I really want to pay that forward, um, but then also exploring what um, my own business plan would be and getting into that customization and fit stuff that we started to talk about before.
1: Right, so then that, yeah, so there would be a lot of work that you'd have to put into that for sure.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely something that like I'm already thinking about and working on. So hopefully not too far away. (laughs) Stay tuned. Yes, we will. It's
1: it's really exciting. And I know it's one of those questions like where do you see yourself in ten years? Oh gosh. It's a hard it's a hard question to answer. Well ten years, I better be running the show by then. Oh my gosh. Okay. Can
2: I come? Can I come with you? Uh, t- ten years, ten, ten years. Maybe I'll I'll be retired with um the all the successes of my company, which which will have flourished. Yeah, that
1: sounds that's really <laughs> that sounds really exciting. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and just explaining the process to us. It's just interesting to hear you know all the moving parts and so thank you it was you great again. to talk to
2: you and I'm I, I'm happy to get talking about it and remember why I do it yeah
1: it's it's true you really need that that passion that makes such a big difference so thank you so much
0: you're welcome thank you thank you so much once again Meredith Spector For coming on our show and giving us great insight on the design process. So now we're on to our five fab finds. The first one is from Macy's. Okay, ladies, get ready. This is a gorgeous, moody floral dress. Well, that's not what it's called, but it's, to me, a dark floral and it's a wrap It says wrap floral midi dress. It is 48 inches long for a size eight. So just check the website and it'll say like the differences between, I think the difference is a half an inch between each size, but just go on there to make sure. But it's just a really pretty floral dress that you can wear um, into the fall with a little booty, Like a suede booty or a tall black boot. And you can also wear it now with some, you know, nude sandals. So it's just a very pretty floral midi dress. Okay, so the next number two is from TJ Maxx. It's a Tahari by ASL one button jacket. And it comes in a gorgeous magenta and a really pretty soft blue and I'm so excited because it's only $39.99 so all you ladies out there that love layering and loving love having a great piece to wear to work or even just it's a great piece to have you know for its slimming effect as well this is such a great jacket I'm obsessed. Okay, number three, we've got from ASOS. It is AX Paris chain print long sleeve dress, and it comes in the color red. So it's a beautiful dress, great way to incorporate the trend of print into your wardrobe in an elegant, versatile way, and a great price point of $45. We are on to the fourth five fab find which is from top shop and they have these gorgeous white slingback shoes they're called jeweler j-e-w-e-l-e-r they are 35 bucks and they come in a very stylish trendy squarish toe in the front with a mid mid-heel, like not too high, not too low, and they're slingbacks, and they're white, so just like gives that, like that modern punch to the, whatever you're wearing, and you could definitely wear this in the fall as well as now. The last fab find is from Amazon. We all know that animal print snakeskin is very hot for the fall, so they have this bag by Bali. Joss and it says elegant snakeskin crossbody purse with tassel by Bali Joss. And it's just the cutest shoulder bag that has a little tassel and it's in this, you know, snake's skin look like print. And it's just so versatile. It's like gonna be totally your neutral that you're gonna wear with every single outfit. I hope you enjoyed our uh, great guest, Meredith Spector. And thanks to her once again for, you know, just letting us be a little bit of a part of her world. And I hope you enjoyed my five fab finds and have a great, amazing week.